to my soul with the colors of autumn Watch red leaves fall and die I feel the heartbeat of harvest calling As journeying geese passes by This special time by harvest fire And hold the candle burning I greet you in my shrine of heart I greet the autumn turning Lady of land and lord of forest All of splendor shine In fruit and break you manifest In essence of bread and wine We lord of glory Harvest flavor cut down and now as beer. And the goddess of grain and bread were calling our feet through dark and year. See fallow fields in my life. May I grow and ripen with you. Give thanks for this tale of abundance and bless all of those with you. And cherish the lessons you showed me. May the gift of giving be mine And the deep well of love spring forth in my life Let this my soul and heart shine Welcome to another episode of the Goddesses of All podcast. I'm your host, Midnight Star. What you heard was Heartbeat of Harvest Lunasa by Seronos Rising. I'm still going to call this episode another Lunasa one, but instead of talking about the first of two harvest holidays, I have some things that I want to get off my chest. I'll explain later. First, here's November 3 with Harvest Dance.
The first little concern, the next one will be a big one, was a memory that I remember. It was at a pagan meeting about a year ago. I think that I was talking about seeing a spirit guide at a co-worker's wife's funeral, and one of the newbies thought that I saw a ghost. I didn't tell her that I can't, but the conversation went to another topic. I do know someone that does see ghosts. I know that I don't see ghosts because I didn't see my dad when he passed away. So this got me searching and I found an article on guidingechoes.com that explains the difference between ghosts, spirit guides, angels, ascended masters, gods and goddesses, and the universe. I'm going to start in descending order from the lowest to the highest. And the lowest is ghosts. Ghosts are not spirit guides. They are spirits that are confused and don't know that they are dead. They also don't know how to cross over the veil and linger around familiar places for years. Above ghosts are spirit guides. Spirit guides, according to the site, were once regular people or animals. But I might have to include the other ones that I will mention above, like gods and goddesses, angels and ascended masters too. What is different from ghosts is that spirit guides do cross over the veil and they are either asked or volunteered to help us who are still living with our personal problems. I have to mention a personal experience here. When my cat Rose passed away, his spirit came to me and asked if he can become my spirit guide. Of course I said yes to his request. Oh, I forgot to mention that my cat was a boy named Rose. There is a story that goes along with that, but that's at a later time. He did show up at my dad's funeral two months later, smelling white roses on my dad's coffin. Rose was a white cat. With the Hungarian goddess Boldoganya. Rose also did recently show up with two of my totem animals on another quest. Anyway, back to the subject. Above spirit guides are angels. They are recognized in all cultures and religions and are non-denominational. Angels can be designated to do different tasks. They also have rankings like Archangels, Virtues, Cherubim, Cerebim, and more. The famous angels that I know of are the Archangels, Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, and Uriel, but there are more. Above angels are Ascended Masters. Now Ascended Masters are people who once walked on the earth and led a highly spiritual life. These people enlightened others and had disciples who helped spread their message. Famous Ascended Masters include, of course, Jesus Christ, Buddha, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, and more. Above Ascended Masters are gods and goddesses. They are also as old as the universe itself. Each god and goddess have their own responsibility. They are very powerful beings that have the power to create other gods, planets, creatures, and the universe. Famous gods and goddesses include Aphrodite, Zeus, Odin, Athena, Vishnu, and more. And finally, above the gods and goddesses is the universe. The universe is also known by many names, like God, Allah, Shiva, the Divine, the Creator, the Higher Self, and more. And most importantly, it is the sole energy source for all living things. So I hope that clears it up for you. Here's Castalia with God of the Grain and Wild. Grain and wild, Lord of the sky, Son of the cauldron's womb, Staghorn am I, Lighter than breath I am, Born out of death I am, 
once I knew Circle the mother's heart Never to be apart Follow me down to the shadows Guide of the Week. I just read a pagan blog that mentions that not all geographical areas celebrate two harvest festivals. In the small town this author was from in the U.S., they just celebrate one. What does this have to do with this week's Spirit Guide of the Week? Well, it's a totem animal, and it has more to do with Mabin than with Lunasa. But what the hey, today's Spirit Guide is the turkey. 
If your animal spirit guide is turkey, that means that you are a person that puts the needs of their families, community, and the world ahead of their own. You are a communal person that loves to share. With Spirit Animal Turkey, you are the type of person who loves to volunteer their time at a local charity, whether you be feeding the homeless or helping out at your local animal shelter. Totem Animal Turkey is the symbol of abundance and fertility, particularly male virility and pride. If you are at a farm, you might see a male turkey dancing to get the attention of the female before they mate. And Turkey is also telling you that you must be mindful and grateful of all the blessings that are bestowed on us every day, otherwise all the little things. That is it for now, stay tuned for another Spirit Guide of the Week. And the blissful way I feel 
Blissfully Abundant by Elaine Silver. The big problem that I have right now, well, I'm going to explain it in a way that doesn't sound like I am accusing someone in my coven. I'm going to ask you, the more experienced pagan listener, did you ever come across this type of person and how would you handle them? The type of person that I am talking about is the newbie who wants to join paganism for all the wrong reasons. You know from your gut feeling and from the start that they are not the right person to be pagan. And they will lie to you to say why they want to join, but you know that they aren't doing it for that reason. They want to join to be more like Harry Potter or want to impress their parents or want to be popular or want to attract someone or they want to worship the devil, among other reasons why they shouldn't join. For you non-pagans out there, we do have a good or bad feeling or intuition when someone new joins. Those newbies that we feel good about joining our coven are those that want to join because they did all the research on Wicca and read 5 to 10 books on the subject, or they want to know more about worshipping the goddess, or worshipping the deities that their ancestors have worshipped, or they want to worship the earth, or something like that. Back to the experienced pagan listeners. How do you handle new people whom you feel are in paganism for all the wrong reasons? If you want to write to me, my contact info is at the end of the show. For the non-pagans that want to join, please read a lot of books on it before you do. And there's another thing that I should mention now that I said that. There are two other misconceptions about paganism, which are that we are all naked and do spells right away. That is not the case. Not all covens are skyclad. And by skyclad, I mean naked. There are some that are. How do you know? You have to ask first before you join. I did. The second misconception is that you get to learn how to do some spells right away. Nope, that is not true. The first thing that all newcomers have to learn when they join in their first year are the basics, which is diaphragmatic breathing, grounding, centering, and shielding, the wheel of the year, the history of Wicca, the chakras, the rituals, and the auric bodies. There might be a spell or two to learn and how to read tarot cards once you know how to ground, center, and shield yourself, the chakras, the auric bodies, and the rituals. It is most likely in your second and third degree that you will learn more spells and all the other divinations. 
Oh yes, it takes at least three years to learn all you can about paganism before you go out and do it on your own. Not one year, but three years. Anyways, how do you handle newbies or people who have been doing it for a year that are in paganism for all the wrong reasons? I did post this same question to a Facebook group and some did say that I should ignore and not to judge this person. I know that every pagan is on a different path. However, my issue is more the intention as to why they joined. So I'm just going to ignore this person to the best of my ability. Now the other issue is being around gossipy people. That does include gossipy pagans. To me, I'd rather hear positive gossip, like someone just lose some weight, someone had a baby, got a job, got married, and any other things to do with firsts. I don't want to be around negative gossip, and you know what that is. Here's a song about something that I don't want to start doing with this person. Here's Witch Wars by Loki E. Coyote. Before I forget, there is a language warning in the song, just in case I forget to delete a particular word or two in it. Well, you're a mystic sister and you've been through puberty And you think you might be pagan and you want community You meet a sex magician who tells you how it will be He claims the door is locked and only he has got the key He calls himself an elder but he's only 33 He's got merry meat, he merry parts your legs to listen be he says you best get used to it, it's part of the religion. You think he might be foolish, but you're a trusting pigeon. He takes you to a circle and the priest gives you a shoving. Says we like polyamory and lots of carnal loving. So if you f up my friends and me, we'll let you in our coven. And if you want some family, we'll put one in your oven. Witch war, twitch, lore, witch war, pitch. Score! Witch war, ditch gore. Is he a lady conqueror or just a soldier in a witch war? You think we get enough free from the right-wing Christian preachers? We shouldn't have to fight each other like some feral creatures. I hear there's trouble brewing with the Boudons and the Wiccans. They're sacrificing values and they're sacrificing chickens. And some folks scam the New Age kids because they're easy pickings. A bunch of pagan characters right out of Charles Dickens. I thought that being pagan meant we all should get along. And that every path has value and there is no right or wrong. But every time there's power, there are those who try to grab it. Like someone comes along and takes a whack at Lori Cabot. Some other fool shoots back like Elmer Bud out hunting Wabbit. They wind up coming off like Luke Costello and Bud Abbott. Witch war, kids store. Witch war, niche du jour. Witch war, switch roar. Yo, I ain't no carnivore. I got no stomach for a witch. A couple women who were married to each 
other And they were polyamorous And soon they found another And then a jealous friend of one of the third woman's exes Started raising bad juju and casting nasty hexes So everybody got to see what power over sex is Ripping at each other like Tyrannosaurus Rexes And if harm none do as you will must be the only law And if you got a problem with that sticking in your crawl Well maybe you're a power monger trying hard to squeeze us And you will not be welcome here until your witch war ceases Cause everybody must be free to do as he she pleases No matter if they worship Satan, Buddha, Bob, or Jesus Witch war Rich war which war? Snitch war. Which war? Oh, I can't take it no more. You better stop it with the witch war. Oh yeah, witch war. Are you a big predator? Witch war. Now tell me what's it all for? Witch war. Hey, who's mine in the store now? I can't take it no more. I got no stomach for a witch war. symbol to interpret. I again had to go back to my dream journal for this next dream symbol. Plus, it is an appropriate time for me to talk to you about this week's symbol, which is schools and dreams. Now this all depends on the dreamer. How? Well, if you are still in school and you dream about it, it doesn't have that much significance to you, but it is a reflection of your daily life. If you have been out of school for quite some time and you had a dream that you are in school, it's telling you of your own feelings of anxiety and your own childhood insecurities. If your dream takes place in a school, well it's a metaphor meaning that there are lessons that you are learning in your waking life. If you dreamt that you are in a new school, it's telling you that you are feeling out of place or it also means that there is a new lesson that you need to learn. If you dreamed that you are running away from school, that is telling you that you are not learning from your past mistakes. And if you had a dream that your childhood school was in ruins, you are dwelling on some unresolved issue from your childhood. That is it for this week's dream symbol. If you want a dream for me to interpret and maybe have a dream symbol featured, the contact information will be mentioned at the end of the show. So keep dreaming. Could be 
fly far away. So I think I'll just fly on. 
Here's another myth. This next story comes from theworldoffolktales.com. It's a French folktale called The Harvest. Henry walked a long, long time, but he walked in vain, for he saw that he was no farther from the foot of the mountain and no nearer to the summit that he had been when he crossed the river. Any other child would have retraced his steps, but the brave little Henry would not allow himself to be discouraged. Notwithstanding his extreme fatigue, he walked on 21 days without seeming to make any advance. And at the end of this time, he was no more discouraged than at the close of the first day. If I am obliged to walk a hundred years, he said aloud, I will go on until I reach the summit. You have then a great desire to arrive there, little boy, said the old man, looking at him maliciously and standing just in his path. What are you seeking at the top of this mountain? The plant of life, my good sir, to save the little life of my dear mother who is about to die. The little old man shook his head, rested his little pointed chin on the top of his gold-headed cane, and after having a long time regarded Henry, he said, You sweet and fresh face pleases me, my boy. I am one of the genii of the mountain. I will allow you to advance on condition that you will gather all my wheat, that you will beat it out, make it into flour, and then into bread. When you have gathered, beaten, ground, and cooked it, then call me. You will find all the necessary implements in the ditch near you. The fields of wheat are before you and cover the mountain. The old man disappeared, and Henry gazed in terror at the immense field of wheat, which were spread out before him. But he soon mastered this feeling of discouragement, took off his vest, seized a scythe, and commenced cutting the wheat diligently. This occupied him a hundred and ninety-five days and nights. When the wheat was all cut, Henry commenced to beat it with a flail, which he found at hand. This occupied him for sixty days. When the grain was all beaten out, he began to grind it in a mill which rose up suddenly near him. This occupied him for seventy days. When all the wheat was grounded, he began to knead it and cook it. He kneaded and cooked for a hundred and twenty days. As the bread was cooked, he arranged it properly on shelves, like books in a library. When all was finished, Henry was transported with joy and called the genii of the mountain who appeared immediately and counted 468,329 new loaves of bread. He bit and ate a little end off of two or three. He drew near to Henry, tapped him on the cheek and said, You are a good boy and I wish to pay you for your work. He drew from his pocket a little wooden box, which he gave to Henry and said maliciously, When you return home, open this box and you will find in it the most delicious tobacco you have ever seen. Now Henry never used tobacco, and the present from this little genii seemed to him very useless. But he was too polite to let this be seen, and he thanked the old man as if satisfied. The old one smiled, then burst out laughing and disappeared. 
to shake and bells to ring, so merrily comes our harvesting, our harvesting, our harvesting, so merrily comes our harvesting. We've ploughed, we've sowed, we've reaped, we've mowed, we've got our harvesting. The bells to shake and bells to ring, so merrily comes our harvesting, our harvesting, our harvesting, so merrily comes our harvesting. We've ploughed, we've sowed, we've reaped, we've mowed, we've got our harvesting. The bells to shake and bells to ring, so merrily comes our harvesting, our harvesting, our harvesting, so merrily comes our harvesting. We've ploughed, we've sowed, we've reaped, we've mowed, we've got our harvesting. The bells to shake and bells to ring, so merrily comes our harvesting, our harvesting, our harvesting, so merrily comes our harvesting. We've ploughed, we've sowed, we've reaped, we've mowed, we've got our harvesting. The bells to shake and bells to ring, so merrily comes our harvesting, our harvesting, our harvesting, so merrily comes our harvesting. We've ploughed, we've sowed, we've reaped, we've mowed, we've got our harvesting. The bells to shake and bells to ring, so merrily comes our harvesting, our harvesting, our harvesting, so merrily comes our harvesting. We've ploughed, we've sowed, we've reaped, we've mowed, we've got our harvesting. That was Assembly of the Sacred Wheel with Harvest Time. Before that was Learning to Fly by Dame the Bard. I hope I pronounced that right. I always confuse it with damn. That is it for this show. Again, I'm your host, Midnight Star. If you want to get a hold of me, you can do so at the Music from the Goddesses Vault podcast Facebook page. You can also tweet me at Goddess Vault through Spreaker, iTunes, Podomatic, SoundCloud, or wherever you hear this podcast. I'm going to leave you with Harvest Song by Moonstruct. Blessed be. Oh,